Initiating update. Three, two, one, go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Nerd on Update, where we talk about all of our favorite stuff in the nerd culture sphere that we care about. And then we answer questions from you all. The people. So the, the people. <laughs> the listeners. The listeners out there. Uh, you already know who we are. We we would hope and assume. So we're not going to introduce the host, but we're just going to pop right into the news that we care about. Corey? Uh, mine's very quick. Mine is just uh, the fact that one of my favorite video games, Halo 2, Turned 15 yesterday. Woo! Uh, so shout out to the night uh, as of recording this. It was 15. Uh, yeah. No. Um, so it just made me go down a trip down memory lane. Uh, I still have yeah. all my Halo like original discs and I'm never going to... I've traded in a bunch of different games, but I can't... I have the heart to trade in we were, my Halo We were talking games. multiplayer maps in the car. I yeah. so vividly remember when Halo 2 came out and the famous cutout that came with it was the fact of Master Chief, one leg up, Captain Morgan Cell, had and the two, two SMGs, SMGs, dude. SMGs, baby. Hell yeah. Because it was such a big deal. Like, Combat Evolved, the first one was just like him with the, the Magnum, but then uh, this one's just the two SMGs. See, I got the collector's edition. It's a silver steel box mm. with just the two and a halo on it. But that was uh, everywhere. Shout out, shout out to my dad who got me like... Uh, do you guys remember the the player guides that used to come with? Oh yeah, sure. oh yeah. He got me like he got me the deluxe edition, like legendary edition with the player guide. Oh. I was fucking sad. Uh, but I will never forget how broken that game is because you could have two needlers at the same oh, okay, time. Okay, I'll yep. say this: they've Look, removed that from every other game since. If you hear, then you just run. You run. That's right. But I would They're say also heat seeking. To so, me, the more the more <laughs> keep that in mind. Yep. To me, the more the more, well, mildly heat seeking. You can, you can just turn a corner. You're fine. But to me, the yeah, more yeah. But if you turn a corner into it and they just un- you're done. It's you're done. it's such a broken. I would say to me system. the more broken thing the whole clip. that I was playing with was plasma pistol and battle rifle because the plasma you charge it, you shoot it once, immediately and that switches. That seeks too. Yeah, and then you switch the battle rifle. Two sh- except one that's shot. still in the games. Yeah, that's yeah. not. There's a well, reason they removed some skill. Tom, I played so much more Halo than you. I'm oh, telling you, okay. that, required, that does require a bit, bit more, more skill. skill. Okay. There are the double needlers was a joke. It was like boom tubes before boom tubes were uh, even a thing. This year, well, it's not boom tubes. It's noob tube. Yeah, as long as boob, you can hold down R two, you can <laughs> do this. Boom tube. Boom tube. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. like basically, uh, yeah, where you sit across the map, and if you're new, you just like hit people oh, with the hardest thing yeah. from far away. Or yeah, it requires no skill that whatsoever. That would be what I would Which do. is what the needlers were. <laughs> or if you play, if you read DC Comics, that's how you travel from place to place. Yeah. Oh. Uh, next news. I'm imagining Corey. So anyway, like, <laughs> after that argument, I'm just happy it turned 15. You're Thanks, imagine, Tom, for sharing on my brain. what? I'm imagining Corey on a hillside somewhere with like sprinkles on the edge and you're just holding Halo 2 walking in the meadow because mm-hmm. you oh. said you're down a memory lane and I was like that's, I was. that's memory lane yeah. that's so and then sweet. I turned the corner and shoot him with two kneelers yeah <laughs> exactly and that's it and then I explode hello to you bye now Kaylin uh, so my thing is uh, my good friend uh, KG Tang is is rolling out this new who's KG Tang KG Tang is a friend of mine who's a voice actor he's been in he was the voice of Pikachu in the game um, the very first Pikachu voice where the detective Pikachu. Okay. Um, he's been in a bunch of bunch of video games and like, anime, all sorts of th- of course nothing's coming to mind at the moment because I'm a jerk who doesn't pay attention to my friend's work. Um I mean Pokemon's kind of a big one. Pokemon so. is a big one. Yeah. Uh but so there's Drom Droam and Defiance. It is a D and D wrestling show. Um, so he's gonna be the DM for it. And the the premise is that it's literally a wrestling show, like Monday Night Raw, but with D and D characters. Um, so every Tuesday, six PM PST on Twitch.tv/slash HyperRPG, 
they're going to be streaming a live wrestling show that is made of D&D characters. Not like they're like going from the tavern to whatever thing. It's literally it's, a wrestling it's an show. show yeah. Oh, it's he has like a wrestling themed D&D. Yes. So you're okay, your character you have created is a wrestler. Right. The character they have created but is a wrestler. But they're D&D monsters. So like oh. what were you going to say, Tom? He has like a deeper voice? Yes. He's motherfucking Archer on Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blayworks. Surprise. That's like my only character I could cosplay as because he's dark skin. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's him. Uh, so KG is going to be the DM and he's also going to be color commentator, Southern Slagpaw, the roving mauler, which is literally like a lion monster. And then there's also going to be Marcy Edwards, uh, who is Helenor the Harpy, who loves justice. Uh, Anna Brisbane, uh, who is Nyasta, the stone cold Medusa. Uh, Sean Ryan from uh, Victor and Valentino. Uh, he's going to be the mad hermit, a crazed goblin. If he, I'm, I apologize, I'm going to ruin this. If he who's going to be Ra Rule, the monster knoll, and Christina V, uh, who's going to be Angelica, the slime cube girl, candy cantrip. Oh, I know Christina V. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, she's in a million things as well. Miraculous yeah. ladybug and like, they're they're all... Actors uh, of Pokemon some, Go some kind. So where can our audience check it out? Uh, Twitch.tv slash HyperRPG every Tuesday at 6. I am stoked. Like the stoked. idea of D&D monsters doing a wrestling show and having alley. arcs and doing like kayfabe where they're constantly like in character the whole time. But D&D monsters and the wrestling. like I'm Let just, me know how many moles you find on that show. I'm probably going to find a million. It's going to be great. <laughs> Joshua? Um, I'm pretty excited about this, obviously, because I'm talking about it on this show. Um, <laughs> Steve Cloves, who oh. is known for writing oh. all of the Harry Potter movies, <laughs> except for Order of the Phoenix, has joined as co-writer of the next Fantastic Beasts movie. So really? he didn't write my favorite one. No. Okay. Order of the Phoenix? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Well, um, he hasn't been part of any of the Fantastic Beasts series. No, he has not been a part of them, and it's been mainly, mainly JK, and Crimes uh-huh. of Grindelwald did not um, perform. do so well perform as well and so they're bringing in some help it sounds like it I mean I have no, no idea I, I, legitimately I'm excited for that yeah, yeah I'm, I'm he, I, I like all the Harry Potter movies <laughs> just yeah, they're great time. and on top I mean, the question is kind of like are it, it could be a turning point for the series are they going to quote Harry Potterfy it which I mean it's based on Harry, the Wizarding World of Harry it Potter it is Harry Potter but I mean it's I think it's the aspects of Fantastic Beasts comparing it to Harry Potter that they are different they're not sense. as different as you'd want to think. Yeah. My guess is that they're bringing him on um, to help just write a better formatted, better script. I would just say it's yeah. a little darker. The, sto- the story is yeah. all JK, there. Yeah. JK doesn't have the like the prowess for screenwriting. She She's a great writer for books, but she's new well, to screenwriting. It's a, it's a different adaptation. Adaptation is a different like workflow than, different than writing. So like she a lot had, of different considerations. She has the writing. She has story, but like yeah. definitely just having a screenplay there. But to she help also had out. an editor. So like, yeah. 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 So bringing in someone that has maybe a bit more experience with screenwriting, I yeah. think is a big, uh, okay. big uh, plus. Also, it's uh, production's going to move to Brazil. Yeah. Is that and right? They haven't even started filming. Brazil. So Rio de Janeiro. Yeah, Rio de Janeiro, I believe. Or, no. Yeah. Wow. So they're going to start early next year. It's so. apparently going to shift a little bit. There's some rumors as well that it might actually be more a little bit about Dumbledore. Yeah. Huh. Ooh, okay. Yumbledore. Uh, I don't know. These are rumors for me. I really the, like It's all rumors. I really like so. well, the, Commander. The specifics so is that Steve Cloves will be joining the right and then that production will be in Brazil. Yeah. Okay. But like rumor of like rumor. more Dumbledore. I hope so. it's, I keep Newt. He's a great character. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ali Ali News for me? Yeah. 
Um, this uh, I'm going to use this as a little bit of an opportunity to promote ourselves. Yeah, what? a little bit. Yeah, please do, sir. Not. Please do. Um, we are super excited for a show that's coming in just, uh, just a matter a days. of days, as yeah. of as of the release of this update, which is our brand new show, Mandalorian. On. Ah, See what you did there? Nice. I don't. I don't get it. So Disney Plus is starting a new show, The Mandalorian. Shout out to John based Favreau. on Star Wars, written by mostly by uh, John Favreau, and uh, it's it's starting November twelfth, and it's it's eight episodes long. So we're gonna have eight episodes of Mandalorian on. We get two in the first week. Two in the first week. That's right. So seven episodes total. Um, we're going to be covering the series and, uh, it's, it's a new, exciting, uh, idea and format. We're trying it out. We're trying it out, trying something new, you know, stretching some new muscles and see. It's only going to be three hosts. It. Three hosts, uh, Tom Corey and myself, Ali, we're going to be, uh, hosting it for you and you can check it out. It'll drop in your feed in just a few days. So you can look mm -hmm. out for that. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know how you uh, give us your when, feedback. When this comes out on Friday. So yeah, it'll be, uh, Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Wow. So all of you for it on Tuesday. out there that want more uh, weekly content that's more like closer <sighs> around like a show, one specifically, yeah. and not as widespread as our other episodes, you know, this is something that you could tune into. We're but testing if, the waters. But if you like our normal set of content, then that's always still there for you. Yeah. Well. Yep. It's not going to replace anything. Change it's anything. A, it's yeah. an addition no, to your yeah. So definitely check it out. Um, we're, we're super excited to, to, to talk about it. Uh, Corey's got a lot of fantastic Mandalorian lore, which I cannot yeah. wait for him to share with us. <laughs> so Mandalore. Mandalore. Yeah. Uh, no, I can't wait. <laughs> I, hate, I hate this getting worse. We're, we're super wow. excited to to record it. And, and we want, we, we ask that the Nerd On Nation Man. and all of our listeners. The lore on. <laughs> the, oh my should, God. That could become something. The man but of Lorian. If it's, if it's <laughs> Lothlorian. There's a lot of Star Wars lore. In we Lord of the Rings, huh? Lothlorian? Right. Huh? Huh? No. Loth Lord no. Wow. Eon. I'm Wrap not, it up, I'm not playing into this. Loth Lord Ra Eon. Yeah. <laughs> Finish your thoughts. Wrap oh it my God. The fuck okay, up. anyway. Hey, man, we don't wrap so up. So listen for show. Mandalorian coming on Tuesday. Coming on Tuesday. First episode. It's going to be a little longer, a little right. premiere episode. It's got a wonky schedule. So, you know, if it's a wonky release, it's because that they picked yeah, a funny release Tuesdays. schedule. Yeah, I think it's just the the one episode before last is airing on a Wednesday instead of a Friday because of episode nine, a little movie some of you may have heard of, mm -hmm. is coming out that Friday. So right. it's interesting that it's going to be like- nine of what? Of, uh, it's, a little, it's a little movie <laughs> Star series. Trek. Well, it, I was honestly, play into it honestly might be a little this time. So we'll see. Yeah. Oh, oof. So uh, yeah, so uh, you never know. We'll see yeah. if they're going to, apparently there's going to be interconnected stuff with nine and we'll see if, there really is. It's different time periods. We're going to find really out sure. who's Ray's parent. Yeah. Anyway. But anyways, uh, look out for that. Yeah. I'm yeah. looking forward to some questions now. Yeah, some questions. So this Quest last Dijones. part of the show, we answer questions from our audience. The and people. if you would like to submit questions, you can send them to questions at nerdon.tv. And they can be anything like Dana P. Shout she sends, out. when you think a happy thought uh, to fly like Peter Pan, what's your happy thought? That's a good question. What would your happy thought be if you wanted that to someday fly the like emptiness Peter Pan? inside me will go away and I'll be filled with something other than numbness? Wow! I was gonna say alcohol. Didn't expect you us all to quiet down for that, did you? <laughs> you that to fly home, do you? Yeah, then I can fly home. Uh, no, that's a good question. Um, my cats, <laughs> my cats are my wedding day or two pretty pretty big ones. Yeah. Um, I'm sure when I have a kid someday, like the movie, that'll be it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, that's what he thinks of. He thinks yeah. of his kids. Um, but as of right now, it would be like probably my wedding day. It's probably one of the happiest times I've, I've ever experienced. Nice. Gonna, like, Surrounded by, you know, like Literally family, extended family that flew out. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it was, uh, you know, we did Skype. So like my grandparents, including my grandma, who's since passed away, was there and like, That's sweet. uh, yeah. So nice. I say that was, was I'll get you flying it. real quick. Yeah. I was going to say pretty much the same thing. Kind of a package with his my, wedding, my, must my, be your nice. wedding day. And, um, no, I guess we're uh, not flying today, Tom. No. <laughs> um, my wedding day and the, the honeymoon, uh, was just some of the yeah. happiest, uh, memories of my life that it was just it was the first time our honeymoon was the first time I ever tri- <laughs> I ever flew out of the country like to tripped Europe. on acid <laughs> tripped on acid <laughs> wow and, um, I mean when I do remember it <laughs> when I do wow. finally remember it I, I do finally fly but enjoy that know. flashback you're hey, gonna have in the next five or ten years <laughs> yeah. um I would say when I I went to Japan for six weeks with my mom she got a a, a grant to study Japanese folk music so she and I just Literally traveled complete north to complete south all over Japan for six weeks. Listening to a bunch of dope music. <laughs> uh, yes, actually. Uh, and I, I think we were going to Hakone, which is near Mount Fuji, and it was hydrangea season, and we took the wrong train. So we were going on this switchback train up the mountain, and there were all these hydrangeas and all these teeny tiny mountain villages. And oh, just wow. like getting to spend that time with my mom and be in like, beautiful nature and knowing we don't really have a schedule other than just to be there um that's nice that's probably my like and I, I was like getting to learn a lot about myself and things that I liked rather than stuff that my friends and I liked like just just things that I personally liked and getting to have mom time and all of those things combined is probably that for moment for me nice nice Ollie it's very romantic Ollie Destiny please one? Uh, elaborate uh, yeah, on our I wedding just, day <laughs> Destiny, when Destiny came I out I just go back to that first viewing of Avengers and, Endgame <laughs> and Bungie separated <laughs> yeah when Activision and Bungie separated no um I don't really uh I mean I, there's a lot of great um uh Lake Tahoe vacations that I've had with my family um but if I need something really quick it's honestly just me drinking margaritas quicker. at the beach Oh yeah. I'm just like if I if you if you put me in front of, which you, which you can which I do sometimes in Santa Barbara I I'll, I will specifically drive up because there's an amazing cafe um, or like a little uh, like a little Mexi grill where you can you're literally on the beach your chair's on the beach and you can is get, on the beach get fish tacos and margaritas dig your feet in the sand and you're in heaven. Fish tacos. That does sound really great. That's a that's a happy spot. For I me. love fish tacos. Fish tacos yeah. are yes. That's a happy place. Are yes. Tom, uh, quit stroking the mic. Fucking, it's really. I'm thinking I do hear that. that. Is that what you were do distracted you? by? Oh, yeah. I don't hear shit. Yeah, um, I do too. It's a swan song. Um, but uh, <laughs> for me, I don't. I don't really know. I don't hearken a lot about like good, great memories that I have because I'm always trying to go to the next one. Um, but like, I would have but to how say, how can you learn from your past? If past you happiness is fine. That could stay in the past. It's okay. <laughs> That's what we're asking. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> That's literally what we're asking, though. But it, like having wanted to go to think about, like I, I only think, you know, honestly, I was thinking about, I was like, what would I use to make me make the day me you fly? met me? No, uh, that makes me fall down. Uh, but I remember the day we met. <laughs> yeah, fucking Easter. I remember well, our Easter, conversation. Not, not, no, not, not, not hang out. It but. was the first day we ever closed together. Okay, is this happening? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I would say honestly, I was thinking about like I was almost thinking of like Man of Steel's Henry Cavill when he first flies. In that moment that he had, I'm like, that's a really good moment of just learning how to fly. But it's one of two things. Uh, one might be the day that I left Sacramento with all my, like, so it was like at my apartment and I my roommate had already left at the time. Shout out to Kyle. Um, but uh, it was cleaning out my apartment 
and I had a shit ton of alcohol left. Nice. And then so I invited, oh, no. invited like my closest friends. Like these are the dudes I would be there when like my kid's born, like when I go like, when I die and shit. Uh, when I get married in 80 years. Um I wasn't there. I know, right? Um, but uh and I said, yo, dogs, we gotta do one thing and we gotta finish all this alcohol. And we had bottles. Ooh. And so we did, but we spent the entire night and what we did was just like wear random bullshit like clothes that I had around. So like I had sombreros around and fucking like random suits. And we talked about everything. And I was like, I have to go drive in the morning. And it was like the dumbest decision I could have made, but it was probably the most like fun because there was no furniture. There was no food. There was no nothing to sit around, barely any light, but we just drank and it was just like hung out and talked. Either that moment or I did a pre-screening uh, to my roommate, Rashid. Shout out to Rashid. Uh, Shout out to the night. And uh, I showed him uh, the short film Corey and I worked together and Josh uh, did the sound mix for uh, half a glass. And I was like, hey, I just want to do a little test run. And I showed it to him. And then I look, and then after the thing was done, I looked back and he was like fucking sobbing like a baby. Oh. And then to me, it's always been the most important thing of like, to me, making those kind of, if I can make something that can do something like to a fraction of that, I'm like, cool, I'm doing my job. Because like to me, if, you're just watching substance without any type of emotional like connection. Then I'm like, well, then fuck that. Yeah, because yeah. like I want to make something that's important. I feel like so cool. Those two nice, things. good answers. Nice. Next, next question. Next question. And this is a long one. Hell it's yeah. a long question. Read the thing. Um, but I'm reading it. This comes from Jeremy M. Shout, Shout out. out to the night. What's y'all's opinion on cinema sins? Only reason I ask mm. is this Bing. is an issue I have to avoid with a friend I adore and respect, lest it strain the friendship. Bing. Friendship. He has strong feels, which I don't entirely get since it's basically MST3K slash riff tracks with more filmic language and Anna Kendrick jokes. My take is that it's joking on the square, i.e. joking, but also not entirely, but also still totally. As evinced, as evidenced by their general mixture of legitimate film critiques and irrelevant nitpicky nonsense mm -hmm. and random jokes, including a two-part roast of themselves. They're also pretty social justice friendly and welcoming, which I'll definitely take on in the current YouTube climate, but I know it gets under some people's skin. Anyway, just curious. Sorry for the lengthy disclaimer, but this subject burned, burned me before and I'm not looking to start a fight. Cheers. So yeah. everyone at home listening yes, that doesn't explain. know what MST3K is, it's Mystery Science Theater 3000. And that's pretty much a human with two robots and they just watch B, like known B movies or like C or D movies. movies. Yeah. Uh yeah. and it's, you see them in the theater and they're silhouetted. It's like in, a joking on the commentary. Bottom. And they right. just say they make shit. jokes in between the lines. Yeah. B C D movies usually means not great movies. Not great movies. Just like for the ones that, that got don't straight that video release and like never got marketed for right. reason. Like um they also I mean they do also not be movies, but yeah. they're dated movies. Yeah. Right. So they did like one of the greater covers of Hamlet on mm. film, but it's also like 70 years old okay. so it right. doesn't hold up anymore the like the several that i've watched have all been like like terrible old films oh yeah um, and they did like, like uh the whores on spider island i don't know probably what <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but with cinema sins yeah kind of going a little bit about it they're a video ch youtube channel and they do uh a count so every so they'll play a movie in super speed and then they'll just cut to like this is a problem, and that's a CinemaSin point. And then they'll give it a grade and be like, destroy this movie, and then they'll end the episode. Um, they'll also do the same thing with Cinema Wins. And so, like, I think they've found that under certain scrutiny that they wanted to do both, like, hey, let's have fun and say all the things that we thought are bad, and then also the things that we found that were, were good. 
So at least for me, I I have a love-hate relationship with it, not with them specifically, but how I guess the masses of me of people who ingest their content. And it's kind of goes in line with uh like critics. Like people take well, we've critics- said it before, like with um like Rotten Tomatoes, yes. that kind of thing where it takes it as like law. Well, the thing, well, the thing that's different that right. cinema sins, they they're to me, they're a little highbrower than I think people give it credit for. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people take it as fact. And people oh. take, like, they don't understand that this is, like, slightly comedy, but then they are trying to make some sense of points of, like, hey, let's use criticism as a vehicle for us to, like, make riffs on jokes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or, to me, I believe most critics are, like, trying to find ways to just, like, publish a book or because they never made it as a filmmaker to begin with. Right. Um, oh. And so I have that very distinct, like, ideology around them, and I'd feel free to happy to talk to somebody that thinks differently. But, like... I don't like where it's like, oh, I saw it on CinemaSin, so it had to be garbage. And do you see their 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 score and rating? Oh. And it's like, how much do you want to give them power to tell you what you think is right? Like, yeah. you are not making those assumptions yourself. You're letting someone else who has a higher intellect of what you're ingesting tell you what you think what what you think is good. And that goes for anything. And I mean, like, that's it's a tough thing because, like, before, like, the epic epoch of like. critics was that the fact that movies weren't fully accessible to everybody and like you couldn't pay like 10 or wherever the price point was to go watch all the movies so you needed them to help you save money they were like your your coupons they're like the way to save you some cash but like now there's so many movies and so accessible to everybody that any type of like score rating that everyone sees like that number is law like regardless if you like I don't know uh, the number 23 or Hot Rod or if you like um uh, uh, identity by with John Cusack, or if you liked Face Off, or if you like doesn't it has nothing to do with your own type of films that you like, but then you see that number, it's like oh that's bad. So it's mm. like imagine seeing Pokemon the first movie, which you might have loved as a child, be rated as a twenty three percent Rotten Tomatoes. Oh yeah, right. No. Like you wouldn't agree with that, but then so many people just are like oh well apparently it's bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. they just like just drop off all liberty and responsibility and sense of themselves to be like oh well they're professionals apparently yeah, yeah. i mean mm-hmm. i have the same take it's it's yeah. funny like i think it's, if you take it as entertainment that's totally fine yeah yeah but a lot of people don't and yeah that's, i think I have that, the same issue it's, it's a slippery slope to it's, me it's, it's go ahead well to me it's like it's just it's taking facts and um not facts but like taking your your critique and just giving it that comedic like tone and also kind of in a weird way like acknowledging the memes and acknowledging yeah. what social media is responding to. Like Ollie and I, we go back and forth on like love, hate versus Marvel and DC and all that yeah. stuff. But it's like, I wouldn't take Ollie's like, he doesn't like, he make fun of, makes fun of the DCEU. But if you like DCEU movies, like don't let his opinion yeah. change it. And if I'm like yeah. shitting all over Marvel or, or Disney or whatever, like don't let me be like, don't yeah. watch this movie. Like, I'm just, one, of, one of the bigger ones is the, um, is the Prometheus school of running away from things. So that's mm-hmm. like, that's one of their more, memified mm-hmm. things that they've said and run straight run a straight line running a straight line instead of just like dodging and go to the left or whatever um so it's like it's just funny it's like yeah of course that's hilarious but like you know i didn't necessarily think that maybe watching it or whatever. there's also like, uh i mean it's the same thing with some video essays it's how you intake it if you're taking right. someone's video essay and you're taking that as the fact of whatever this inter it's their interpretation of this film right you need to also be able to challenge your own thought with it that's the reason i watch the mm-hmm. video essays is to get me thinking a certain way not necessarily to find my opinion on a specific film mm-hmm. um, or yeah. whether or not I'm going to watch a film. And, yeah. and to that point, Patrick Willems disavows CinemaSins. Yeah. And like, he's one of our favorite, like Corey and I's favorite, like video essayists, but it's like, 
like he doesn't disavow, disavow them as a sense of like they're a bad channel or anything. He says like no. don't look at them for critic critique. Yeah. They're not looking to be like uh, a hierarchy or, or like the authority on like film criticism. They're yeah. looking to be an entertainment channel. But even to yeah. that to that point uh, with video essays, it's it's the same thing. Like there's even a uh, Pony Smasher mm. made a video essay about video essays, and he's like, <laughs> what they're not taking into account is what goes into making a film. And he talks about the actor schedule and like one of the cinema sins he even brings in is like, oh, in, in Shazam, all the other kids run out, but the little girl doesn't have her coat ready or whatever. And mm -hmm. the truth of the matter is they didn't have her on that day to, she was yeah. filming a TV show. So they right. had to like, okay, uh, what if she's having trouble tying her shoes? And they go, okay, that works. But then two weeks later, he finds out that the costumer gave her Velcro shoes as part of her costume. So he's like, okay. So and she had trouble also, tying her Velcro shoes, but the, I guess we got to run with it. The interior is different from the exterior shot. Yeah. Yeah, so, so it's like maybe we could have all the kids in the inside, and it's like we can't because they're not there in the. Same so they have camp. all their coats uh, because they need them for the end. So it's like yeah. it's a there's more there's more to it than than face value, and I think Cinema Sins is is the most at, at least it should be taken as comedy, but it is the for me bottom rung of like what you should be looking at for. Oh film. yeah, and it's funny in many ways. I found the mo I get more enjoyment out of those for movies that I like more. Yes, like yeah. the more I like a movie, the more. I laugh with or enjoy the CinemaSins. Yeah, I mean of that. that's how it Isn't, should be ingested. CinemaSins is yeah. kind of like the 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 elephant in the room and the moles. Kind yeah. of the moles on the back of the I neck. Mean, kinda. I mean, that's the whole point of it. I right? say yeah. it's like almost like a, a filmy version of Red versus Blue. Yeah, Rooster mm -hmm. Teeth, where it's right. like it's supposed to be kind of like water cooler locker room conversation. It's all those conversations. Yeah, just and, and in put into format. a yeah, and probably and, not their in, intention to be taken as like this is. I mean, of course, I don't know them. So it's like, it's probably not their intention to be the be all end all for a decision factor. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't, Im I hope not. And I mean, honestly, to me, like, I think I'd like to think people are, are truly capable of good. Yeah. And yeah. even if your whole channel is based on like bashing a movie for like its logic gaps and shit like that, the yeah. moles and the elephants in the room and all that stuff, like they're logic not, gaps. yeah, they're not meant to hurt people and all that stuff. But I think what gets people in trouble is that people take it for what, it, like, take it for more than what it's supposed to be. Well, it's like the like, instant right. they Like a give, joke that goes to, like, someone takes it too far. Right. Well, the yeah. instant they, they're like, something happens in a, like, a relatively bad movie, and they're like, and this happens, and, you, and then they, because the whole idea, the premise is, for those who uh, aren't aware, is that it it's, gives a sin, a marker, counter. A, a counter. So it counts up on how many sins the movie, movie has, has. has I mean, based on they that. will do a sin for, it like, a little ding. have, like, five studios attached to it. They'll be like, That's but then they'll sin. say, it's like, like <laughs> one thing, and they'll jokingly add a hundred sins on top of it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. you can't possibly be taking this seriously. They just, for joking, are, though. for comedic effect, they just added it's also, 200 points to the score. It's It's based on their own... Preference, taste. Preference, so, I mean, taste. Me Cinema Sins is... Object, objective. Yeah. It's parody. It's, it's whose line. Like, the, the points don't matter. It's review and parody at yeah, the same time. Yeah, but I mean, again, again, it's tough for people who are viewing it and don't have the sense to think that. And that's, I think, the troubling thing with Cinema Sins as well as anyone. Like, criti yeah. critiques or just anything that you put out in the world. Like, someone reads it like, oh, I'm putting it out. Like, think of someone... Like, think of Caitlin, you, when you mm -hmm. were 14 years old, like, watching it. Like... You would have none of the experiences that you had from then till now to be like, no, some people make jokes and some people are saying what they think is honestly true. Right, right. Like, some people can't delineate that stuff. And what YouTube has so much, so many people, so many users of, kids. Mm -hmm. And so those kids grow up to have yeah. these maligned ideologies of what they think is fact and fiction or entertainment or truth. And then that becomes the, the struggle. But I think people who are have the wherewithal to be like, oh, this is entertainment. I can enjoy this. Like, it's totally fine. I think fine. a better version well, of CinemaSins is Honest Trailers. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. it's a little retrospective. It's yeah. retrospective, and it's very and clearly it's super tongue in cheek, yeah. well, as I, opposed to 
You can tell. Because actually, I mean, some of the critiques they make on Cinema Sins are on, on point. Yeah, uh, and that's are. where it gets hard to delineate the two is like, yeah. are you taking this seriously or are you not? Because that's a really good film critique. Right. But at the same time, you're saying you took three seconds of black before the title came up. Mm-hmm. So like what, where, well, where do you seconds lie? Of logo. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't fully agree with having the wherewithal to enjoy it. Because um, I get that, like, sometimes that's just not your cup of tea. And if it's not your cup of tea, that's I would that's say it's fine. mostly that. Yeah. Well, like, I'm, to your friend, Jeremy, I would say, like, like show him one where, like, one of your, one of your favorite movies. And just yeah. show, like, look, I'm not using it to rate, you know, the this, movie. This isn't This a is scale. just a funny take yeah. on this material. If it's not your kind of humor, it's not your kind of humor. I, I say yeah. wherewithal only because I think of examples of, like, you know, the first film that ever was made and they had, like, a train coming towards the screen. People ran out of the theater. They don't have the wherewithal to understand, like, this is a movie. Right, but I'm saying just because someone doesn't like CinemaSins doesn't mean they have their wherewithal to, like, not that they're children. Yeah, I'm not saying that. that that's just, just how it was like, translating that was just one of his to me. Point. I yeah. understand. Yeah. I'm just saying that mm-hmm. might translate to something different. I'm not trying to say you're stupid out there, everyone. I'm trying to say, like, if you may not have the experiences to see some of the things that may not connect to you in the way that it might be intended. Right, right. Like, yeah. or the world's but, playing on radio and then you freak out because of it. Yeah, but people, not that you're a child or completely uninformed about yeah. anything. But, I mean, that's... I mean that's kind of the internet wide. I mean it's like we we are we have so many ways to make content nowadays. Sure. And so it's it is uh yeah. Yeah. Um if you like it, doesn't hurt anybody, no problem. Yeah. yeah. One are more. You saying something? One more question. Oh, I thought you were saying oh just a minute. <laughs> um next question. Last question comes from Jared W. Shout out. What's your That's favorite Jared. platformer? <laughs> Oh, I feel like I, I feel like my body just like naturally. Favorite you know when like the lights turn on, your iris kind of you know gets yeah. gets tiny. I feel like my body can't help but say Mario. Yeah, but I want to challenge myself. Mm, Mario's mm-hmm. a good one. I mean, it's a good would one. Crash Bandicoot be considered a platformer? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I would consider that. It's a three D platformer. Let's It's a three. In my mind, it's a three D platformer because that's literally what you're doing. It's pretty. Because yeah. you can crash specifically. Too. Yeah. It's also like. It's single lane, like you know what I mean. Like Genres, it's very on rails. Party game, platform game, yeah, racing yeah, yeah. video game, cool. Crash Bandicoot. Okay. It has all three. I'd say Crash. Does, does anyone know mine? Spyro. Spyro. <laughs> is it is it a platformer? It's a platformer. Oh, I want to give a I huge shout out say? to um. I want to give a huge shout out to Ratchet and Clank. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, I would consider Ratchet that a platformer. A lot of platforming in that. I love the weapons. Super fun game. What was it? SpongeBob Revenge of Bikini Bottom or something? That was stupidly fun. Which is also getting a remake, by the way. Oh yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Are you looking Tom? at me, Corey? Uh, no, I'm just thinking. I think Metroid is my favorite. Ooh. Like the first first one. I Metroid's still fantastic. haven't played Metroid. Ah, I really want to. I've heard nothing but good things. Yeah, yeah especially that. Metroid Prime. That's not a platform anymore. Metroid That's Prime where they switched to a first like... person shooter. But it, oh. on the GameCube, it's fucking phenomenal. Yeah, first person wow. shooter like adventure. But the first Metroid platform I had on my Game Boy, and that was like Metroid Fusion on like legit. Game Boy Advance, I want to say. Yeah, it was uh, also fantastic. Uh, oh, shit, <laughs> I was just gonna fucking say something. Ollie said some stupid shit or oh, something. Also, wow. uh, on Super Nintendo, Avengers. Mm. It's one of my favorite oh. platform games. Mm-hmm. What I was going to say is uh, it's kind of not platformer because it's only a fighting game. You fight against each other. It's called um, uh, Towerfall Ascension. But it's all uh, 16-bit and it's all your little archer boys and girls. And you just shoot each other with arrows. But it's all very like old platformy. But if I had to choose a real answer to be Ali with my eyes all dilated, non-dilated, uh, I would maybe pick, uh, just for variety, 
I was going to pick Castlevania, but I think the one I want to talk about, Beautiful Joe. Beautiful okay. Joe. Fucking Beautiful That's Joe. Wow. Beautiful Joe with this finger thing. Just put out your pinky and your middle finger, then tuck all the other ones in. Um, this was a character. So the, what it was was Joe was at the movies with his girlfriend. And they were watching this B movie. And then all of a sudden, like, shit went all Final Girls weird. And then he got sucked into the m- movie. And then now he becomes the beautiful Joe. But the thing is, you play as if you're watching a, a movie, like an oh. old school movie. So you could rewind the reel of the film Whoa. tape and then go forward in time. And you could go faster in time and just like do a bunch of sh- fun combos. It's really cool. It's really fun. Wow. I was just thinking like the old school, like uh, what I talked about in last update, like Aladdin and Lion King. Oh, those yeah. were like those compli- are platformers. Yeah. Those were very complicated platformers. Yeah. Um, oh, Spider Man Venom. Nice. Fuck yeah. Oh. This uh, that I played with my dad, Banjo Kazooie and Banjo Tooie. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I put so much time. My dad and I. This is like probably the first game I ever like, hundred percented. Mm. Wow, oh. was Banjo Kazooie with my dad. Mm-hmm. Nice. So yeah, great pick. I I would love another. I think I did it on one of first of our first updates. I think I talked about that there could be a new there could Banjo be. Yeah, Kazooie back in uh, back in E three. Yeah, back around that time. And they didn't do it. Nope. <laughs> not, <laughs> so, yet. Not, not yet. Okay, while well, he goes fetal. I'm going to close the show. All right. Is that good? Sounds okay. good. Everybody at home, thank you so much <laughs> for your questions. We, as we've said before, we love answering your questions. So please send them in. Questions at nerdon.tv. If you are a member of the NerdOn Nation, you get a... NerdOn Nudge. A NerdOn Nudge. <laughs> to the it's front a thing of the line. Now. To the front of the line to get your questions answered. And you can check that out at nerdon.io backslash Patreon. And it makes our NerdOn nub grow. Nope. No, that it is does not, not a thing. Nerd on Nudge can be a thing, but not the nub. <laughs> so oh my time. God. Anyway. Anyway, everybody at home, thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate you. Uh, share us with your friends, your family. Do stop by and rate and review us wherever you listen. It really does help us. It do. Um, but yeah, that's it. You know the drill. As always, Nerd, nerd on. on.